Todd Bowles pulls a Lee Corso on Clyde Christensen and why that should make Kyle Trask fans very excited for football in August. A player of focus at the Buccaneers rookie minicamp this past weekend. And I give you my 2022 win-loss prediction for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All that right now on the Locked On Bucks podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view every single day. I am David Harrison, my co-host James Yarko. Not here today, but you can find him covering your Buccaneers at BucksNation.com, a part of SB Nation. And you can find my written work at BucksGameDay.com, a part of Sports Illustrated. And when we aren't there or here, you can find us on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. We thank you again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast. First listen review every single day. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Todd Bowles might be telling Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Clyde Christensen to pump the brakes a little bit on his assertions that Kyle Trask is not competing for the backup quarterback job in Tampa. Last week, leading up to the team's rookie minicamp, uh, Clyde Christensen, the quarterback coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was asked about Kyle Trask and his status on the team. And Christensen called Trask a developmental quarterback, but didn't quite fully concede uh, that he couldn't take over for Blaine Gabbert, but did say that the odds would be stacked against him in trying to do so. So did Christensen say Trask couldn't be quarterback number two? In my opinion, no, he didn't. He kind of said that Kyle Trask couldn't be quarterback number two in the way that Tom Brady said that he could that he was going to retire. Tom Brady never said that he was going to retire. Clyde never really said Trask would not be the number two uh, from what I've seen. Just that it would be really, really hard for him to overcome Blaine Gabbard. And look, I, I agree with him. I know James uh, and Evan Klosky of WTSP 10 Tampa Bay talked about it last week that, you know, it, it makes sense. Blaine's been in the league for a really long time and knows the system and he's a veteran and kind of helped coach, you know, Kyle Trask up during his rookie season and continues to do so here in his second season. So it makes a lot of sense that Trask just, you know, not because you're a second-round draft pick and maybe you're the future of the franchise. We're just going to make you the ceremonial second guy on the depth chart. That doesn't really make sense from an organizational standpoint. Now, I had Scott Smith, the senior writer and editor of Buccaneers.com, on the show for our Thursday episode last week, and we talked about this as well. And Scott admitted that he was a little bit surprised at just how candid Clyde really was about Kyle Trask's status on the team. And almost not really questioned Clyde, you know, that's not, that's not what he was doing, but kind of said, you know, when when Brady was supposedly not coming back, the team had kind of said that Trask would be uh, able to or give him the opportunity to compete for the starting job. So it's it's kind of weird that if he's able to, to compete for the starting job, why can't he then compete for the number two job? And I would say, and I think Scott kind of alluded to this as well and kind of touched on this real quick, that with Tom Brady back, you're, you're fully back in Super Bowl mode, right? I mean, you know, uh, Alex Kappel leaves, but Ryan Jensen comes back. You know, Carlton Davidson, but there's a lot of players coming back now that you kind of figure would not be coming back to Tampa Bay. Even as we await word uh, and the final decision on tight end Rob Gronkowski, if Tom Brady's not in Tampa, I don't think Rob Gronkowski is deciding whether or not he's going to play in Tampa. He's deciding whether or not he's going to play for either Buffalo or Cincinnati at this point in time. So I think there's there's some of the differences right there. If you don't have Brady and you lose Jensen and you lose CD3 and you lose Alex Kappa and you lose Rob Gronkowski and you lose Jordan Whitehead, you're not in full-blown rebuild mode, right? But you are definitely more than reloading uh, at this point in time. 
So it makes a little bit more sense that maybe you turn the page to the young quarterback who can maybe develop into your future versus rolling with the aged veteran Blaine Gabbert uh, in his stead. So, but with Tom Brady, you now have a team back with all the players that came back because of Tom Brady's return that could help you win a Super Bowl, even if you, you know, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But let's say you do have to roll forward without Tom Brady due to an injury or something like that. Then it makes sense to have Blaine Gabbert number two. So to me, it kind of makes sense why you would be more willing to let Trask compete for the starting job without Brady here than you would being willing to let Trask uh, compete for the second job with Brady back. So that's I think that's kind of where Clyde maybe is coming from. But Todd Bowles told Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, uh, quote, there's competition everywhere, so there will be competition at that spot as well. Talking about the second quarterback job uh, continued on. Gabbert finished the season at number two. We like Blaine. Trask is going to get his chance to play and compete, and if he's better, he'll be number two. If he's not, he won't be, but he will have a chance to compete. He knows that, and everybody knows that. End quote. So that, my friend, and again, going back to what Clyde said, like I don't, you know, I haven't seen a quote from Clyde yet that said, "No, Kyle Trask, no chance he'll be the number two. Just that the odds are stacked against him, which I, I think is, I think everybody can agree uh, that you know the odds of Kyle Trask zero snaps, zero active games in the NFL. Oh, uh, you know, overtaking Blaine Gabbert, a uh, veteran who knows the offense for years and years, has been in the NFL for years and years. It's just, it just kind of is the nature of the beast. Now, what does Rick or uh, not Rick Stroud, Todd Bowles, what do Todd Bowles' words mean for uh, this whole situation in Bucks training camp preseason? Well, it means a couple of things, but there's another wrinkle to this whole thing. Greg Almond of The Athletic tweeted out on Sunday, the Bucks are having a second set of joint practices in the 2022 preseason. This one with the Miami Dolphins actually will come first to against the Miami Dolphins. Week one of training camp, uh, August 7th, I believe. Miami Dolphins will be in town. The Buccaneers and the Dolphins will get some joint practices. Again, this is the second time in three years that these two teams have gotten together to do this. Um, during those, they'll do some live reps. They'll actually do some install, all those things, things that they don't want seen on the preseason uh, football field. Then week two, the Buccaneers will travel to Nashville. They'll take on the Tennessee Titans, and they'll do joint practices in Nashville with Mike Vrabel and the Titans. So the Buccaneers are getting two weeks this offseason, this preseason, doing live practices against another squad iron sharpens iron instead of running plays against themselves they're going to run plays against other teams and they're going to react to plays being run by another team now that is incredibly valuable just in a sense but the fact that they're doing it twice this year versus once to me is very very substantial uh, in fact on a 10 scale one being it doesn't matter at all 10 being it's very substantial to me it's a 10 and and some of you guys out there may not agree with me but let me let me kind of go through what i'm talking about for one the impact of joint practices you get to install more of your offense and your defense in these joint practices. Why? Because other NFL teams aren't going to see this. They're not going to get recordings of the, of the film. They're not going to see it broadcast on Fox Sports or ESPN or NBC or what have you. It's stuff that you can do that's kind of behind a curtain, right? They get to do that install. That's obviously important. Live reps. Again, you know, uh, the Tennessee Titans linebackers and DBs aren't going to know exactly what Tom Brady and the Buccaneers offense are about to do. So you're getting live reps, live reactions from live opponents who, let's be honest, they want you, like Carlton Davis, he wants to intercept Tom Brady in a training camp practice, right? But he also wants Tom Brady to be successful. Um, I, can't, I can't even think of of, of uh, Xavier Howard of the Miami Dolphins does not want Tom Brady to be successful, period. In, in practice, in games, period. He does. That's your opponent. So that's obviously value. And then for me, what this likely leads to is the lack of starters appearing in preseason games. Now, for Buccaneers fans who are going to watch preseason games in the stadium or home, 
this is this is a little bit of a downer, right? Because you want to see Tom Brady, but look, if you're getting live reps against the Tennessee Titans defense, the Miami Dolphins defense all week long, you know, two or three practices, do you really need to play that preseason game? The coaching staff, the quarterback, whoever might decide that no, he doesn't need to play that game. Maybe neither does a Mike Evans. You already got Chris Godwin come back off an injury. Why put Mike Evans out there for a, a live series when you've already had live practices? You know, it's not full, full contact, but you've had live practices against a live opponent already. And what this means for what uh, uh, Coach Bowles just said to Rick Stroud, Kyle Trask now stands to get a very, very big increase in his preseason workload. You could see Blaine Gabbert coming out as a starter against the Miami Dolphins. Kyle Trask comes in early, uh, becomes that second quarterback in. You might see Kyle Trask get some starting reps uh, you know, against the Tennessee Titans in week two. So Kyle Trask is going to get his opportunities, like Coach Bowles said. The bad side of that for fans uh, you already get vanilla offenses and defenses in the preseason with this. If my prediction is correct and a lot of your starters are going to sit uh, during the preseason, really all three games because of these joint practices, you're going to get sugar-free vanilla now. But hashtag Kyle Trask preseason, that's pre-S-Z-N for you Gator fans out there. Plus, plenty of cool practice videos about to happen of Bucks DBs intercepting underthrown passes from Tua Tungavailoa intended for Tyreek Hill. Before we get to those joint practices, those guys, the Bucks have to get through their OTAs, mini camps, and all that. And the rookies and tryout players were in action this past weekend. So we're going to talk about who impressed. And we're going to talk about a player specifically uh, that Mr. Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times was focused on. But first, we're going to talk about our partners at Bet Online because they continue to impress and continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked on Bucks your first listen or your first view every single day for those who join us over on YouTube. Wide receiver Jareth Stearns was a particularly interesting player to watch among Bucks media on hand for the rookie camp over the weekend. We all kind of talked about the wide receiver group leading into the NFL draft coming out of the major part of the offseason. Uh, a lot of people kind of expected the Buccaneers to address the wide receiver position in the NFL draft. They decided not to go that route, whether it was because they just took it off the board altogether. They just didn't have uh, the prospect available that they really wanted to see come to them. But they did have some undrafted free agents, some rookie tryouts and all that stuff at training camp. And Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times obviously had his radar pinged uh, to Mr. Stearns. He wrote a full-blown article we're going to get to in here in a minute, but after the rookie camp, Stroud asked him about Stearns with Todd Bowles responding, quote, he's quick. He caught a lot of balls in college. He's quick. He's got very good hands, so he flashes in practice. End quote. Uh, Jenna Lane, I believe, was followed up with, you know, asking about him playing taller than he actually is. Coach Bowles responded, quote, yeah, he does. you got to be a pretty durable. you got to be pretty durable to play and make that many catches. End quote. So, who is Jared Stearns? Who is this guy that has all these catches? Well, he's a Western Kentucky undrafted free agent. That means he is a hilltopper. He played with quarterback Bailey Zappi. You might remember him from the draft process, the evaluation process. One of the quarterbacks that some people were very excited about. I personally liked him very much. Not you know a day two guy by any means, but I thought he had some, some good potential. Ends up with uh, the New England Patriots. So, of course, we're talking Buccaneers. There's going to be some sort of New England Patriots tie, so why not? Bailey Zappi, quarterback heading to the New England Patriots. Now, again, uh, Tampa Bay time zone. Rick Shroud did write an in-depth kind of piece uh, about Stearns, the wide receiver, 
head over to Tampa Bay Times and, and go ahead and read that from what I understand. It is not behind a paywall itself, so you can read it even if you don't subscribe. Uh, basically, Stroud kind of profiled him, right? And so a big shout out to Rick Stroud for a lot of this information. Western Kentucky uh, wide receiver star uh, Stroud says became only one of three players in the past two decades to lead the nation. That's all receivers in college football in receptions. Stern had 150 catches, 1,902 receiving yards, 17 touchdowns in 2021, guys. 17 touchdowns. Now, Western Kentucky, you might be saying, okay, but the level of competition. Well, uh, Stroud points out that Stearns did this against some very, very good teams. 17 catches for 186 yards against Michigan State. Uh, nine catches, 171 yards against Army. Okay, not the greatest competition. Three touchdowns. I mean, look, three touchdowns in any game. I don't care what level of football you're on. Uh, three touchdowns in any game is very, very impressive. And Stroud points out uh, that the other players, so again, only one of three players, right, to have uh, to lead the nation in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. The other two, uh, Michael Crabtree for the Texas Tech Raiders in 2007 and Alabama's Devonta Smith, who did so with the Alabama Crimson Tide and won a Heisman Trophy. Uh, because of it not saying that Stearns is going to be the next Michael Crabtree or Devontae Smith but just very interesting company uh, to be in Stearns was asked about his production at the at the uh, the mini camp the rookie mini camp over the weekend and Stearns said quote I've done it at every level there's always been questions about how big is he how fast is he they always put doubts on me and he continued but in my opinion all I do is produce at every level at the end of the day not getting drafted just adds fuel to the fire and made me hungrier so very impressive story here from this guy. I mean, he's undersized, uh, ran like a four, five something, forty. So I mean, the 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 measurables just aren't there from an athletic metric standpoint. But the production cannot be understated. Helped Bailey Zappi uh, put himself on the radar as an NFL draft prospect as well. Now, Todd Bowles was asked specifically about a lot of players, including Andre Anthony, uh, the outside linebacker, seventh round pick out of LSU. He was asked if he had a real good, you know, fighting chance of making the roster. To which you know, Bowles kind of answered that, yeah, you know, he's got a chance. But honestly, that's, you know, it, it was a lot of coach speaking. That's basically what you expect out of a rookie minicamp is, is that he's going to, you know, everybody's got a chance, right? He, he he was asked about Zion McCollum, you know, like his athleticism, his length, and all this other stuff. Asked about some of the other tryout players or undrafted guys. He was asked about Derek Brooks' son, who's, who's a, a tryout player, linebacker. Um, You know, yeah, he's got some, you know, some intelligence from the family. But look, everybody's got a chance at this stage in the game, and that's exactly what Coach Bowles Said, but really didn't say that any one person kind of kind of stood out, which I think is smart to do because even if somebody did kind of stand out, you know, again, remember a, a lot of these players, the Buccaneers are going to look to try to put these guys on the practice squad. So if you come out here now and you're like, oh yeah, Derek Brooks, you know, his kid uh, looked like an all-pro potential linebacker and da da da, but you don't add him to your roster now, he goes somewhere else uh, and maybe turns into the next Cam Brate, another undrafted free agent or a player similar to that. So you know, a, a lot of a lot of players worth watching now for the wide receiver group, right? You also have some receiver questions or some uh, return game questions, uh, whether or not that'll happen. But you know, again, just an interesting story of anything uh, from Stearns. Again, you know, uh, the wide receiver out of Western Kentucky, Jared Stearns, who obviously caught the eye of Rick Stroud. Rick's been around for for quite a while. He's been covering the Buccaneers for quite a while. So if he's got Rick's eye, uh, no reason he shouldn't have everybody's eye some of your eyes were uh tuned to james on thursday night as he joined as he fired off a live episode here of the locked on bucks podcast going over the schedule release and the predictions and he gave his game to game quarter by quarter final standing win loss predictions way too early we'll do them again don't worry but shout out to everyone who joined james for that live schedule reveal episode i wasn't there so i'm going to give some thoughts of my predictions coming up here but first let's hear from two friends including the first one a member of bucks nation Woo wee hey boys 
Jordan Kahn over here in St. Petersburg, Florida. First time caller, long time fan for the Bucks. So just looking in right now, I mean, man, Dallas at first and got Kansas City prime time, Baltimore prime time, Seattle prime time, New Orleans prime time. It's going to be a hell of a game here, baby. Let's go. All right, Jordan, we appreciate the phone call. Appreciate the excitement. And hopefully you guys are just as excited for the schedule, but also excited about some birthday cake frosting. Imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting. Who hasn't done that at some point in their life? But imagine doing that, opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein were packed in that scoop of frosting. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I just got my birthday cake puffs this weekend. And I'll tell you, I'm not usually a big fan of birthday cake flavored items. It's just not really my style. But those were very, very good. They're available right now. And we can't promise that they will be there tomorrow. So go get them today at Built.com. My daughter's boyfriend also a big fan. He uh, comes to our house often and raids my built bar drawer. So I'm pretty sure he's very happy whenever built hooks us up with some of those new flavors come out. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do. A chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar, guys. You heard me correctly. A delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% chocolate. Make every day your birthday with built birthday cake puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed it in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. It's 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar. The limited time flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety into your day. All Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So go to Built.com to get birthday cake puffs Right now, again, go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Final segment of the Locked on Bucks podcast, my season schedule review and predictions. Again, shout out to all of you who joined James on Thursday night uh, for his live reveal of the, of the schedule and his predictions. Uh, for those who maybe didn't or just don't remember, uh, James has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going 14 and three. Uh, he's got a four game win streak in there, a three game win streak in there, and then a six game win streak also in there uh, during the season. So those will be some very good stretches there for members of Bucks Nation. You guys will have a lot to celebrate. So let's break down my final uh, record projection and my game by game win loss projection. So kicking it all off in Dallas uh, week one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in prime time against Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. I've got the Buccaneers winning that game. James also has them winning that game. And then you go, you stay on the road and you head from Dallas, you go to new Orleans, uh, first road game in the division of the year. And I've got the Buccaneers losing that game. James also has them losing that game. Look guys, just until, until we prove that the saints don't have the Buccaneers numbers, uh, it's kind of hard to predict against the new Orleans saints in this situation. So the Buccaneers come out of the gates one and one in the first two weeks of the season, week three, back home in back-to-back games, week three and week four, Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs coming to town. James has the Buccaneers winning both of those games. I also have them winning both of those games. So we both have the Buccaneers three and one through four games of the season. Now going into the second quarter of the year, the Atlanta Falcons come to town for a third straight home game. We have them winning those games. And then you have a road trip to the to the Pittsburgh Steelers, a road trip to the Carolina Panthers, and then at home to the Baltimore Ravens. James and I both 
win, 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 win. All they do is win. So there is your six-game win streak. Both James Yarko and I predicting a six-game win streak after a one-in-one start. The uh, the Buccaneers seven and one heading into a a home matchup against the Los Angeles Rams. And again, it's kind of hard. You know, the, the Rams beat them in the regular season last year. They beat them in the playoffs. Kind of hard to go against that. So we both have losses there as well. Seven and two at that point, heading to Germany where the Buccaneers have never won and Tom Brady has never lost and the NFL has never played a regular season games game. Tom Brady stays undefeated. The NFL has their regular season game in Munich, Germany, and the Buccaneers get their first international win advanced to eight and two heading into the bye week with losses coming against the Rams and the Saints come out of the bye week. You're on the road against the Cleveland Browns. We both have them winning that game, and then you're back home against the New Orleans Saints, and they finally get off the side. Tom Brady gets himself a regular season win against the New Orleans Saints before he retires uh, as a Buccaneer anyway, 10-2 and two at that point in the season. This is where, this is really, I mean, right now, James and I are neck, we're, we're the exact same. This is where we differ. Uh, at San Francisco, James has the, the Buccaneers losing that game. I have the, the Buccaneers winning that game. So I have the team improving to 11 and two while James has them dropping to 10 and three the very next week versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I have them losing that game. James has them winning back that game. So we get back on an 11 and three track there back neck and neck are the exact same parallel uh, records, just a different way. Look, I told James this, my Cincinnati Bengals prediction, really not based off the fact that, you know, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. They got Alex Kappa. They don't, I, I do think the Bengals are a better team than this year than they were last year, but I also think the AFC is better this year than last year. So I don't know that the Bengals are going to have such a good run uh, this year compared to last year, but I like to watch the, the world burn a little bit, right? The, the the NFL really wants Patrick Mahomes to kind of be the heir to the throne to the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady's of the world. So you see Tom Brady beats the Kansas City Chiefs you know, earlier uh, in, in this. So so Patrick Mahomes continues to, to fail in his NFL-driven efforts to supplant Tom Brady as an X-rate quarterback. So I kind of want to see what happens if Joe Burrow is able to come into Tampa and do what Patrick Mahomes can't, and that is beat Tom Brady. I want to see, is the NFL going to pivot and now turn to Joe Burrow being the next, you know, great, great quarterback in the NFL? I don't know. That's why that I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie here. That that's my analysis of why they're going to lose this game again, way too early projection. So we'll get into better analysis as we move forward. Final three games of the year, Christmas day in Arizona against the Cardinals, uh, and then back home against Carolina Panthers before a week 18 trip to Atlanta. James and I both have the Buccaneers winning all three of those games. Guys, we both have them going 14 and three. That's both our projections. We did not make these at the same time. We didn't. He didn't know my picks before I made before he made his. I didn't know his picks before I made mine. That is the honest to God scouts honor. I'm not a scout, but that is what it is. That's the truth. 14 and three, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we have for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's what I have for today's episode. So we thank you again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view every single day. So now make your your second viewer listen to Locked On NFL podcast. Schedule may be dark. But the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Saints, Locked On Steelers, and Locked On Jags podcast, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads, including myself, who is on today's episode of the Locked On NFL podcast talking about Tom Brady's fat Fox sports contract. There's no offseason for the real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, we will be back. If you want to get into the conversation or you want to have a part, be a part of the discussion like Jordan was, send in your voicemails or your thoughts to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 
341 for James Jarko. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing. James over at BucksNation.com. I am over at BucksGameDay.com. Find us on Twitter at DHarrison82, at JARCO underscore Bucks, and at Locked on Bucks. And finally, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, fire those cannons. Thank you for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.